A fly racing WPS hospitality. This is the live pit show. Thanks for coming by. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming by. Racer X, Pulpomex crowd is here. I'm Steve Mathis, of course. That's Jason Thomas. Hi. That's Jason Wygant. Hey, I'm going to make the crowd cheer louder than you did. All right. All right, let's hear it. Come on, let's come over to the fly. Yeah, fly racing is funny. Look at that. So, domination. Let's hear domination. it for saving money. Yeah! yeah. Uh, Weston Pike's going to join us? Yeah, he's around here awesome, somewhere. Awesome, cool. We'll Weston Pike's yeah. going to be here. Well, uh, I just want, who's local? Is there somebody local here? Why is it this cold? What's happening? This isn't normal, right? I feel like we're in Minneapolis last week. Yeah. It's, it changes rapidly around here, though, doesn't it? Yes, this is. We I'll just wait the for the Chinook. End. It should be coming in any time. So, uh, what? Chinook. What's that? It's Canadian. I don't know what that is. All right, okay. so practices, practice is wrapped up. Salmon? The track, the biggest obstacle tonight will be the track. It's gnarly. It's ruddy. It's soft. Why, why do we bring you here? The biggest obstacle tonight will be the track? Yes. Yeah. I think doing 20 minutes plus a lap with these ruts that's, that's great insight. will be tough. Yeah, it's, it's going to be difficult. Uh, it's breaking down every lap these guys As are riding As we speak. It, which is... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to move over one. It's going uh, to be nice. It's going to be. I'm not going to pick on the. In it's going to be treacherous, uh, you know, th which is really weird for Dallas. It's normally hard pack, doesn't change a lot. Um, but honestly, I think every rider would choose this track over normal Dallas every single time. But it is like for 21 minutes, it's, it's going to be tough. You're going to see a lot of mistakes. And I think you're right. Your main point is that it's, oh. it's going to be tough oh, to you contend think so with. Came all the way back around to your line of thinking. Yeah. Maybe he just should have articulated that better. Well, that was my main point. Is yes. Yeah, the, yeah the, the biggest obstacle is the track. I think, I think the yellow Suzukis and the red Hondas are going to have a tough time out there. No, it sounds like a particular uh, publication putting out that. These are the best riders in the world fighting for the greatest prize in yes, their sport yes. tonight. Speaking yes. of one of the greatest riders in the world, on the yellow Suzuki, JGR Suzuki Weston Pike. What's yellow, up? Yellow yeah. Suzuki. How's it going, guys? Thanks for joining us. Hey, you're welcome. Um, what'd you think of practice? What'd you think of the track? Did you get a chance to go in there? Yeah, I watched it a little bit. Uh, it seems a little tight, and it kind of broke down quite a bit. So I was kind of shocked because Dallas usually is uh, pretty firm, you know, all day long, yep. and gets pretty uh, greasy slick. But um, it should be good tonight. You know, it's got some uh, technical spots, and I think it's going to bring some good character tonight. So 14 riders were in the same second in that last practice. That wouldn't surprise me on the tracks these days. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Let's like. What does that mean for racing tonight? Just the starts, everything? Yeah, I, I mean, as we could tell the last few races, the tracks have been extremely easy and really nothing that's challenging everybody that much. So um, a start is going to be extremely crucial in that point because there's not gonna be a lot of time to make up and pass and, and whatnot. So starts are probably pretty crucial, as we can tell from the last few races we've watched. When we say the difference in a track that's challenging and not challenging, is it just what we can immediately see when we walk in? Are you talking like subtle things like how steep the jumps are, how tight the transitions are? Is it little things like that that add up? Yeah, I'm talking like the whoops are small. That you know that that separates a lot of riders is okay. the whoops, and then as well as like the technical of the transitions of the jumps and and how how easy the transitions are to make a mistake. So like people go so fast and then they don't have the repercussions of crashing because it's such an easy forgiving landing or jump so there's not a big separation of what say a 10th place rider can do from a first place rider everybody does the exact same line so it's not challenging enough for what? that category of people that 
are putting in more work. And I think too, like watching you know 450C practice versus Eli Tomac, they're jumping the exact same thing. They're doing the exact same line, going around the exact same way. Where ideally you would have options where Eli's so skilled, he's going to break something out that a guy in 450C would never even think about or even see. Do you think the track builders, designers heard us? And everyone else talking about Glendale track and how great it was. And they literally said, oh, yeah, watch this. I will give it to you every week. We are going to have it every single week, the Glendale yeah. layout. I think at one point we accidentally said that. I, I Just think, bring the Glendale track yeah. every week. And they literally had it last week and this so week. So two weeks in a row, West, and it's been basically Glendale. Glendale. Uh, I, I haven't really watched. <laughs> this is my first one back. so. <laughs> but, yeah, I think obviously it's weird. There's a pattern because it's like easy, easy, and then it goes to Glendale. And the track is extremely difficult, big jumps, good rhythms, a lot of separation. And then it just goes right back to the same basic easy tracks that everybody can jump the exact same jumps. And that's kind of boring to me. It uh -huh. makes me not want to watch racing because everybody does the same exact thing and there's nothing to separate. Can we talk about your teammate, Justin Hill? <clears throat> he figured out some separation. Seriously, yeah, yeah. what's up with the weather? We're back. Yeah. We're back. Seriously, right, what's up with right. the weather, though? This is ridiculous. I can't even yeah. feel my hand right now. No. Huh? So, all right, so um, your teammate. Yeah, he's a freak of nature, dude. I don't, I don't get it because, like, <laughs> the guy, is, he was hurt, missed the last two races, and he doesn't practice because he's hurt, and he comes out and just throws down. He's just, like, so naturally right. talented and fast that it's like I watch him, I'm like, why is it so easy to you? Like, I don't, I just don't, because I'm out there, if I was riding, I'd be like, yeah. I'd be struggling. I'd be going fast, but like, like, damn, he's kind of struggling, but he's going fast where he's just like a butterfly floating but, around. But what and, does he need? Does he it. need like a therapy dog or something? Like someone to talk him through the day and keep his mind in the right spot? Because he clearly has a talent, but yeah. one week he shows up and he's two seconds off. And then today he's the fastest guy maybe in the world in Supercross. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I think he's, you know, I think, um, He's still young, and I think he has a lot of potential, and, and he shows that. He's just got to kind of have the whole day going right from the get-go to, to apply that for the night. And I think hopefully, you know, that he can do that tonight and show it because he's got good speed. How frustrating is it for J-Bone, do you think, to have to deal with these emotions up and down with Hill and knowing you're either going to have a podium-level guy or a guy that's going to get 17th and ride around? Yeah, I think it's, it's tough, you know, because – you never know what you're going to get because and it's it's hard to deal with it because he's so fast and he can show that speed but then sometimes it doesn't actually show on results when everybody knows that he has that much speed so it's it's definitely an, an emotional roller coaster for the team and you know obviously because we know he could possibly win and be on the podium but it's just it's hard getting it to to go that way yeah one of these weekends you've got to think he's he's going to actually get the start on a weekend on a night like tonight where he's feeling it I'm really curious to see how he holds up in the last, let's say, five laps. If, if he's in the mix and we've seen a battle every single weekend, if he's there, I, I'm curious. I don't know. Maybe he's in great shape. Maybe he's not. But it's going to be a dogfight at the end for him, I think. Yeah, I told him he's not allowed to start six gates from the inside. He cannot start inside anymore because that's his yeah, go-to. He, he seems he to like the inside. That. He loves yeah, that inside. Time. 
Yeah, and he gets shut yeah. down every time. And I talked to because he was like, I think this weekend's good inside. I'm like, no, you're going at the box <laughs> for sure. Like, you're not going inside. <laughs> it's uh, an interesting – he qualified, I think, second quickest. The first yeah. was Cooper Webb, who yeah, just overall. won his third race of the year. Yeah. And this is turning into something. It is, and you and where more great analysis from Steve. This yeah, is turning no, into it's something. Turning into something. Yeah, well, I'm setting the table for my yes. analyst. Uh, on the analyst. Um, whereas Hill is a guy who, when he's on his game, he shows it in practice. Webb has traditionally been a guy that his best stuff comes in the races. I don't remember him even in his 250 championship days necessarily blowing people's minds in practice. He'd be good, but he'd be much better when it counted in the race. So seeing Cooper Webb be this fast during the day, and we've seen it a few times this year, maybe not first overall, but in the mix, to me that's an indicator of, man, if he's this good in the afternoon, he's going to be that much better at night because that's traditionally been his pattern. I know your title pick is Anderson. I know. Stick, sticking with I, it. Strong. I know you're sticking with sticking it. Sticking with it. But, yes. I mean, yes. this this guy could rip off some wins, JT, and win this thing. Yeah, he's proven me wrong. I, uh, I On the way over here, some, somebody asked me tonight, do you think anybody can beat Webb? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I think somebody can beat Webb. You know, I, I was, yeah. like, shocked that it was a foregone That's conclusion right. that Webb was going to yeah. win. And it's one like, half the races. I think, too, that his starts have been impeccable every weekend, yes. and that helps. Because you could tell, like, he has that speed to win and that consistency to win, but there is guys that are actually can put down faster times than him and get close to him, but he's already been in the lead pushing the, that time forward, and mm -hmm. then by the time guys that are faster can catch him, it's too late at that point. So, you know, he's killing it for sure, but, you know, I think I still think anybody can still win this championship. Oh, yeah. Well, I think, with, like we said, 14 guys in the same second. I mean, I hate to uh, – all you people watching – the start's going to be really big. Oh, all right. So, Turner. Yeah, you're, 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 analysis. I'm killing you're on it. fire tonight, Steve. Yeah. Just, that is just going to be the whole race, though. Yeah. Like, it really is. Well, this is. This is why I wonder how you have a podcast. <laughs> Believe me, everyone does. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, or why WPS still sponsors you. Thank you. Speaking of 14 guys in the same second, let's talk about how incredible it is that we have four guys within, what, three points or whatever it is? Two. Four point, two points. Yes. Two, yeah. 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 I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. As much as we can possibly talk about it, I still don't think that's enough. I mean, we've, we, we yeah. would kill for a series like this mm -hmm. over the last decade. I mean, we get battles every once in a while, and we even play up the drama just trying to create it at times. Yes. Uh, there's no need this year. It's it's here. We yeah. actually have yeah. no idea every time a main event gate drops who's going to be at the front, who's going to be in the battle. I mean, even guys like Baggett, who really aren't in the championship fight, have won a race, right? So it's Barsha. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Barsha to start the series, and he's been a little off lately, so is Blake, but... Uh, I mean, it, it literally is any man's race every time the gate drops. But I think, and we ran this poll, or we ran a, a story on RacerX about four winners in the first six rounds, right? It's actually fairly common. It's, it is fairly common. But what that tells me, though, yeah. is that someone is going to get on a roll. Someone will grab the ring here, and I don't know who it will be necessarily, but it will sort itself out soon. We're, we're six rounds down. It will figure itself out. I think what makes it difficult Five to Five rounds say down? This is round seven. Seven. All Thank right, you. you're working on it. Thank um, you. I think what makes it a little different this year is we think of the guys that are in the mix. There were years saying the Jeremy McGrath era where four guys won races early on. Timmy. But I think. Yeah. Uh, did he get any? Not yet. Okay, still working on yeah, it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, but it's still against Jeremy McGrath, or it's still against Carmichael, or it's still against Stu. I don't think that if you're Ken Roxon, 
you're afraid of any of those three guys. And I don't think if you're Eli Tomac, you're afraid of those other three guys. And Webb maybe is the least proven on a 450, but he's won half of the darn races. And Marvin's been in the hunt overall. So I don't see any of those four being scared of if somebody wins two in a row, right. I'm out. Well, I think, I think the only person would be Eli. And he's lost that mystique so far this year. Yeah, he hasn't you know, he's been won. quite that. Yeah. He can going, probably hear you. He's right there. Careful. Eli, they're there's not his, scared of you anymore. There's his motorhome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's right fine. there. Oh, gosh. But the whole thing is that he's won half of the races of the last two years going into the season. In any yeah. other year, if he had won those championships, everybody would be like, here we go. How long is this going to go on for? Is yeah. this going to be Villapoto or Dungey or year after yeah. year? But this year, he hasn't been that guy. And we know he had a back injury. And I, I think you're right, though. Your bigger point is that these guys don't fear him, nor do they fear anybody else. When it's when yeah. Webb's looking behind him and he sees, you know, Eli or Marv or whoever, he's like, eh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Weston, I know you don't like any of these guys. But who do you think wins this title? What do you th- what do you think happens? Who who, who grabs this thing? I mean, I, I think all those guys are riding extremely well. Um, but I think uh, I think they're all going to have some bad races. You know, this season has everybody. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I think Tomac is going to take it because right. he's 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 shown consistency this in the beginning of the year and not done those flounders in the beginning where he has like those first three races right. are like outside top ten and DNF. But I think. Since he's there, I, he's a, he's like a, a middle to the end of the year guy that comes around and starts winning races and, and starts finding his groove. So, I mean, I, I'm thinking he's going to start ringing off some wins here pretty soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm on that side. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. You just hey, got to figure out the starts, fun. though. Yeah. yeah I, I, would yeah. Be, I would be firmly on your guys' side if I just saw any sort of consistency on the start, and it's not. It's, it could be whole shot or it could be literally dead last. Right. And yes. it would be, you know, the same predictability. Speaking of dead last, Zach Osborne. Making his debut tonight. I just had to weave oh. weave something in there. <laughs> okay. uh, Fly Racing Zone, Zach Osborne. He's is last back. in points right now. He's last in points. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Dead last. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. What do you think? Uh, I'll start with you, JT. Qualified pretty well. Looked good. Yep. Uh, first race in the 450 class ever. Um, so there'll be a little bit of adjustment there. But, but he's Zach Osborne. He's a national champion. Probably 6 to 10 to start and move forward from there. Well, I think it's, you know, the start is going to be big because we know how deep all those guys are all going the same speed right so you don't want to have to try to move forward to get a good finish uh but i think a big advantage he's had is he's been practicing with marvin he's been practicing with cooper webb right so he's practicing with the best guys the guys are their winning races so he should have that internal confidence and i know he's been running right with those guys to the practice track so i don't think he the same conversation we just had i don't think he fears those guys because he knows he has the pace to go with them so i think it'll be start dependent really the only question i have is the time he had to take off the bike with the injuries that we know were much more serious than he let on just banged up banged, banged up, up. Said, yeah. yeah six races um, off yeah but yeah I that's think, like saying weston was <laughs> right tweaked a knee yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he uh I think the last few laps, if he's strong enough to maintain his pace in the last few laps, I think he'll do really well. Uh, Weston, so if Zach Osborne comes up to you, you guys are at a fly racing dealer show, and he's like, Weston, and you say, what? Say, what's up, Zach? Who are you? Yeah. Say, what's up, Zach? Who are you and what do you want? (laughs) What do you want? I'm racing my first ever 450 Supercross race. Uh, what advice do you I'm have for me? I'm not giving him any advice. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Throttles on the right. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you're playing along. No, he's. Uh, I think he'll do all right. You know, he's not. He's not going to win right now. But right. I think with his injuries, he's had the last. I forgot what he got. Oh, his collarbone. Yep. Um, I think even though he's been riding a little bit, but not enough to kind of be where he should and where he wants to be. So I think. 
you know, that back half of the race is kind of might what get him if he is running up front or mm -hmm. in that area. But, you know, he's, he's fast. He's done it before. And, you know, he's kind of proven that he is that guy that can actually, you know, come in the later half of the race and, and push forward. So, you know, maybe he's still got something uh, left over, you know, while he was injured or before he was doing, before he got injured. So, now you know, I was all, uh, all we could do is tell uh, what tonight brings. I was impressed with Zacho in Paris, the race you were or you were at and got hurt. Uh, I was impressed with him in Geneva. Do you think as it goes on, like, can he podium or can he win a race, Weston? Oh, for sure. I think by the end of the year, I'm sure yep. he'll be on the podium and, you know, contending for a win. And you think he can win races like his yeah. rookie year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, another rookie. I talked to Joey Savacci, who proved the start theory right last week. He got the whole shot. He led a lot of the race. All I heard from those guys was uh, he was holding everybody up. Semi. He was, was holding everybody Get up. Out of our semi. That's, what it, that's what I heard. Okay. Yeah. He's right over there yeah. holding everybody up. Right. He told me one of the biggest things to learn this year is the 450s tear up the track so much more, and you're obviously starting with the track the 250s ended with. He's having to learn a lot about how much more the tracks break down, and he's like, dude, seven laps in, all of a sudden the track started changing. There were three spots where we were down to the plywood. These guys are all over me, and they figured out better lines than I did. It was a pretty big transition. Now, you would basically never even rode the 250 class here, but yeah. give people an idea in these 450 mains how different the track is from lap one to the end. Yeah, it's it's uh, there's a big difference. You know, when you're just sitting there watching a lights race and watching the lines develop, and then by the time you get out there, you know, the track workers do a couple, you know, turn prep jobs here and there, fix the faces, but, you know, the, the overall work is already done and, and it's pretty chewed up. So by the time we get to that, you know, 10, 15 lap mark, the track is pretty torn up. And like they said, you know, we're down to plywood and, and it's, it's not a fun track at that point. You know, you're kind of just trying to hit your marks every single lap and, and put in those consistent times and, and stay where you're at. But it's, uh, it's definitely a, a big change for guys that you know race lights and then they come up to the 450s. It's uh, the, the tracks are quite a bit more beat up at that point, so it's it's a, a learning experience. Yeah, like give us give us and the the fans here an example: 20 laps versus 20 minutes plus a lap. Like, what percent worse is the track with the 20 minutes plus a lap put into it? Would you say? It does. It, it, it actually probably I'd say it's another 15, 20 percent. You know, the track starts to deteriorate, especially now because we're going from. You know, two years ago we were doing 20 laps. Now we're doing 26 laps. Then you have tracks that are, you know, 49 seconds. We're doing 28 laps. So it's you're adding a whole nother heat race to that, and it's uh, it's it, it really tears up the track, and it's a lot more time on the bike, and and it's a lot more time on the track, and it, and it, it gets worn out pretty bad. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see tonight, Weston. A lot of fans. You have a lot of fans here and and, and elsewhere that are going to hear this. Um, how's the recovery coming? How's everything going? We know you crashed really bad, but where are we at in uh, in that and getting back on a bike? Yeah, so obviously uh, I had a bad crash back in December, and um, you know for the most part everything is getting better. Like for me, it's it's the small improvements that are making a big difference, and um, I still don't have an answer when I'm going to be back on a bike. Uh, it could be. Are you tired uh, of people asking months. you that? Yeah. It's, okay. But it's, when are you gonna be back on the bike? When are you gonna back on the bike? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I might get. I'll probably ride my Harley first. So that that's the first thing. Um, um, but no, it's it's coming along. It's it's not as good as I want it to be. But um, you know, I'm doing everything I can to to go through rehab and, and try different things to try to you know regenerate some nerve damage and stuff that I have. So um, that's kind of that's where it sits. You know, everything else is healed besides um, some stuff in my face and. Other than that, I'm just doing what I can do and hoping I could be back uh, possibly for outdoors or something. Well, that'll be good. That'll be exciting. Are you mentally in a good spot and let, realizing that you got to just let this thing happen, or has it been days of just 
you on know, a scale of one to Justin Hill, where yeah, are you at? Right. <laughs> no, it's. I had some bad days and some bad weeks with just you know trying to understand what was going on yep. and all that. But you know now I've. I've figured out that it ain't going to make it any better by worrying or being mad about it. So, um, you know, I'm staying positive and, and my head's on straight and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm able to train now off the bike and, and that's kind of keeping my, myself sane and, <laughs> and I'm just, you know, doing what I can do. Right. I left your boots in France. I know I'm you still did. pissed you about still that. You still owe me like $450. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he texts me. Hey, he texts me in the middle of the night. He's like, seriously, seriously. And I'm like, okay, here we, we're all worried about it. He's like, seriously, seriously. And I'm like, okay, what's, what's wrong? He's like, do you think he can get these boots back? Do you think, do you yeah, think like, it'll be a big deal? Like, I'm like, dude, I don't care about his freaking <laughs> boots. Are you serious right now? I mean, yeah. I know sometimes they're custom boots. Yeah. No, these are just stockers. Okay, good. Okay. Well, Those are the least of my worries. I, I every, understand. Every this, time yeah. Steve goes to Paris, something goes wrong. Right. Stu doesn't jump a quad. Yeah. Right. Beginning of the end. Stu doesn't jump a quad. Well, Weston, thanks for yeah. coming by. Appreciate yeah. it. Give us a hand a round of yeah. round of applause for Weston Pike. Thank you guys. JGR Suzuki's Fly Racing Zone. Uh, thanks, Weston, for coming by. I appreciate it. So here we are in Dallas. Let's talk some more about oh, what, we're gonna, what we're going to. We got legend. Are we bringing him, him up? Do you want to bring the legend up? Excuse me. Texas is own. You want to bring the legend? We're talking about shorty. The twenty nine. You want to bring yeah, him up? Yeah, where's he at? Right here. Oh, bring him on. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. All right, we got one of Texas' never, never own. Never mind breaking down 250 class. Texas' own Andrew Short from Fly Racing. Come on up, Andrew. Stop talking to Pike. Let's go. <laughs> Pike will be here all night. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be around. Don't worry. Yeah. Rally God himself. Yeah. Texas' own Andrew Short. What's up, buddy? He will race anything. No. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, bike? buddy? Nice to see you. Yeah. Nice to see you. Two rounds of works down in the books. Did a car rally down in the books? Yes. A whole new adventure for Andrew Short. Yep, that's what I'm looking for. Something are you racing tomorrow? I, I don't know. <laughs> From here to Austin is where I'm racing, down I-35. But Dude, um, I saw you lined up for a local enduro what, yeah. last weekend, just a local race. No, but it's ra- – I mean, we had the guy who won the national enduro. Uh, oh, that's true. Before, you know, okay. Russell Bobbitt, yeah. Cole Kirkpatrick. Well, he's so. expert on goggles, I think. Nobody yeah. knows. Okay. Um, Hey, so, Shorty, you're a few years out of retirement now, but so you're here watching. Do you miss this? Do you do you wish you could go back and do a few more? No. I, <laughs> I feel I like I coming. can still do that, yep. but I don't think I could. But uh, I definitely could ride it. But I love coming back here, walking through the pits, seeing everybody. Uh, some things change, some things don't. Um, yeah, like we're so, still here. Yeah, I mean, you're, uh, you're <laughs> yeah. less of you's here. Ah, and nice. Weege, nice. he's the same. And we just still saving money. Yeah. Bank account gets bigger all the time. Yeah, yep. I, I bought a $15 cotton candy. Disgusted me. $15 yes. you spent. For my daughter. Uh, hopefully he's back here somewhere. Yep. And $33 for a burger and something else. Uh, so shorty. I don't think I've ever been to now. a Supercross and spent money like that. But right. I, there's some things I enjoy and some things I don't. Yeah, yeah that no. would that hurts. I know that's exceptionally we, bad. We just, did you not get a hotel room this weekend? Yeah, I flew in this morning. And I have a 5 a.m. flight, so there will not be any need for a hotel all weekend. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's incredible. It's, it's amazing, uh, and I'm yeah, sure yeah. Davey Coombs right now is just really thanking you. He's yeah, aw- he's appreciating he's it. He's aware yes. of the situation. Yes, yes. Okay. While he's swimming through money like uh, <laughs> like uh, Scrooge McDuck. Yes, glad <laughs> so, that I didn't. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. hurting real bad. Yeah, 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 it'll be fantastic. Yes. Well, one thing, though, Shorty and Weston was just up here. We're talking about it. The track is going to get ruddy. It's soft. That's one thing you don't miss. End of the main event, you're a bit tired. You're still jumping quads, trying to hope, like, oh, I hope this rut's good. Yeah, I think this track's going to be really good for racing tonight. Uh, The guys are really close. But the dirt, it allows you to turn down, and I think it's going to create good passing and and just for the riders to to move in and out. But it's going to be physical. And uh, 
I don't know. I think it's in a sense it's going to be hard to pass at the beginning, but there's going to be a lot of opportunity at the end. And honestly, I think it's so close. The guys are going to be pushing really hard, and you're going to see some crashes as well. It's kind of that point in the season um, where it's time to uh, push. And the top guys are so close, especially in the 450 class. And the 250 guys, um, you know, early on in the season, they're trying to make a point as well. So I think there's going to be a lot of great racing tonight. I, I love having him and him Pike. This is Pike's reaction to the track. Ah, just start. It's easy. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then Shorty can find like 19 positives out of any situation, whether you're racing through the glacier, sand dune, deserts by yourself. You could be, die out there. That's awesome. That's positive. Pike's like this track. Ah. Shorty comes up. All good. All yeah. positive. Great. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to the racing tonight. <laughs> I think it will be, uh, See? It'll be good. Yeah. So, so, so the, works, the works thing for you has been a bit of an adjustment, huh? Yeah. I went from Dakar where there's yeah. uh, cameras everywhere and journalists and it's this biggest off-road race in the world to the works race, which is uh, crazy small. And it's just a bunch of people that are passionate about yeah. racing. So two extremes. Everyone kept telling me it'd be a lot of fun to race works, which is uh, motocross and off-road, the combination, which it's been a lot of fun, but I've gotten uh, crushed the first two races. <laughs> so hopefully the next one will be a little better. It's yep. in Lake Havasu, Arizona. It's a little smaller and more motocrossy, I think. <laughs> and uh, I've heard, hoping, I'm hoping, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Hey, we didn't talk about 250 so far, and maybe Marty we'll get down with Shorty. Marty's back. Marty's back. He's back. Mathis picked him oh. as, as fantasy. I, I did. I'm allowed I to did. say that or not? Team yeah, Marty. yeah. Pulp Max fan. You pick Marty? Yeah, dude. Marty is back. Is Amart is Amart nervous? Be real. Let's be real. Is I mean, Amart nervous? I hope uh, Marty's too nice. Marty's not going to do that. Marty doesn't believe in retaliation. It's not part of the war in Ecuador. Um, <laughs> hey, watching Forkner though, like. He's pushing it everywhere. He had another man. big one, another big crash in practice. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, yeah, good one. Second, last one. Uh, yeah, closest corner to the press box, right in the oh yeah, into yeah. the rhythm there. Yep. So you've got to think. I hope not. Like I don't want anybody to crash, obviously. But he's he's on the edge, dude. He's right? pushing it one so of, hard. One of these times, you've got to think it's going to happen when it actually counts. Yeah. But man, he's yeah. fast. It's incredible. <laughs> I think when you're that age and you have the confidence and you're on the edge, it just becomes normal, and that's when it bites you. I, th I think when you become older and more mature, then you kind of know when to dance with that fine line. And mm -hmm. I think he's at the age where he doesn't care. So like he's saying, it could be uh, well, I don't know. You, like I texted these guys earlier, you, you can't get lucky forever. Like if you're crashing and on that on the edge, it's going to bite you at the wrong time eventually. It's just a matter of time, unfortunately. Uh, or he could just prove us all wrong and put in two perfect races like he did last week. And I'll be look like an idiot as normal. Yeah, he had three crashes in practice last week, but then nailed it in the heat in the main. So yeah, and then one we'll one big one today. So yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously his his speed is there. He was unbelievably fast in practice, and, and Justin Cooper was right there as well. But every time if someone bests him, he goes right back out and sets a faster one and pushes to yeah. whatever edge yeah. he's got to push to. Yeah, he's just like, oh, you got a better time. Watch this. Yeah, like, are you willing? Are you willing to die? Because I am. <laughs> right. You know, like, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. And we maybe just had a one week blip in Marty. Martyville is back. Like there were no signs of Marty last week no. on the board. Heat race was not anything good. The main he had a good yep. start. He was up there, but he you, wasn't normal Marty. Speed. You know what? It's a new series. He's okay. inexperienced. He wants to get his feet wet. Okay. Get used to the pace of Supercross and the series, and now figure it out. Learning. Yeah. Learning. Learning. I think there was a little fear this week. Okay, we make fun of Marty that he's old. Yeah. 
we I think we're getting worried that one of these years he's eventually going to be just old yeah. and maybe not as fast. I mean, it does happen, Shorty. I don't want to, you know, look at you He's going to have to go race off-road. <laughs> but he can race off-road until he's like 60. At the I way feel like Marty, yeah. Yeah. Marty in the Dakar could be epic. Wait, that's like a home race for him, isn't it? Probably like a home race. Yeah, it would, yeah, 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 yeah. He finally gets there. You know? Yeah, it does. He yeah. finally gets to go to Central America, and he could talk to you know, like for me, I don't know if yeah. the other teams He's are sleeping in his own bed. Yeah. yeah, when the banditos come, he could maybe talk them yeah. from not killing them. <laughs> right? I mean, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd work out okay. Yeah, and for sure he's connected to the mafia somehow, so he has a ride yeah. for life. Wow, wow. He got it all figured out. Ride swap. Uh, it, no, it, he was good today. He was much better. He, he was much yes. better today, 100%. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was some sort of clutch issue last week, for sure. I, I talked to more people involved in it, and there was there were issues last week at the motorcycle, so I don't think it was just Marty okay. looking horrible. I think he was dealing with stuff oh, all See, I got long. intel from somebody who said there was not a clutch issue. But it's okay. We'll figure yeah. it out. I, well, I watched he ro- him. Apparently, he rode Forkner's bike yes. around. I watched him do practice starts on Forkner's bike that had just won the main event in street clothes in the tunnel. Yeah. Like, so I. Th- so then he came like back. Twilight Zone. Yeah. Like, right. I, I looked and I'm like, what the hell is he doing? He was doing practice starts on concrete inside the tunnel, minus 10 degrees on the bike that just won the main. That's not his bike. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> but, then I, but then I heard he did that and came back and said, yeah, this bike does it too. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Works for Forkner. I don't know. Yes. Uh, yeah, the 250 class, it's pretty crazy. Yep. It's early in the season. Yep. Forkner's established himself. But Justin Cooper, dude, this is he's only raced two Supercrosses ever. Pretty much every pro race he's been in, yep. he's near the top of the board, indoors and out. Could this really be something? I mean, he's so new at this and so good already. And by the way, when he puts in those times, it doesn't look scary. No. It seems repeatable. Is there a chance in like three years we're like, Oh, my God, Justin Cooper. Oh, my God. It's Justin Cooper. He's the guy. There's a chance he could be the best rider ever. Is that where you're what going are with the chances? Yeah. What, are what are the, are the chances, chances of being the best yeah. rider right. dot, 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 ever? I mean, yes. that's kind of coming true, though. Now. But ho- ho- I know. I have a question, though, Weege. So you follow amateur racing closely, more closely. Everybody follows amateur racing more closely than Steve. But yeah, nobody pretty cares. closely, yes. you announce Loretta wins. Yeah. Not, you know. So how the hell did this happen with Justin Cooper? Because I knew who he was, but I didn't expect him to be... Great, right? He gets it. He gets on Monster Star Yamaha, which was su- surprising heart to me. He did not take heart rest but, ride. No. But where did no. this? No. How did this happen? Uh, okay, this could. If this works out, and if he does well, people are going to start re-researching how they pick riders because basically he lived in New York all year, didn't ride for four or five months out of the year. Can I say something? Yes. Right? Oh, so the ten-year deals handed out to twelve-year-olds might be stopped. I, I, I know you're going to be shooting confetti into yeah, the air. Yeah, when people this might actually be like, "Oh, wait, yes. that doesn't mean anything yes. that you're fast that you're 12? Right. So you're finding out like fifth-place guy on stock bike who doesn't ride six months a year might be first-place guy when Thank we get you. him the good bike and he gets to ride and train year-round. Thank you. And uh, support your local track because he's like, I just raced locally. That's what I did. And he actually did some arena cross because it was the only way to ride during the winter. So we might have a whole new way of doing this because for sure Like Andrew Short came ago, up. Whole new way as, exactly guy. as the old way. Uh, the old way, yes. Right. Yeah, but like we have Andrew been taught, taught how to do it now. He's doing the exact No one opposite. knew Andrew Short until he... You know, showed up. That's not true. It's Team Green ride, okay? That's not true. Yeah, you he, had a Team Green he, ride. He went to Mini Olympics and didn't lose a race like the he, whole week. He busted out a pro circuit. You had a Team Green ride. That was after I graduated high school. Yeah. And I was allowed to move <laughs> right. from Colorado right. to California. But what I'm saying, like, you were dominating as an amateur. Like, yeah, it but wasn't no, like, nobody no. paid attention to that. Nobody oh, knew. Got it. Okay, okay. thank you. So yeah. when Shorty won the Vegas East-West on a yeah. Motor World Suzuki. Uh-huh. Paul Lindsay. Running came the into his own. Yep. Yeah, busted out a pro circuit. Pro circuit was holding you back. I guess that's what it was. That's what they usually it do. It was not that's up what's to happened to Marty. Level, that's what's happened to Marty. <laughs> They're holding yeah. him back. Yep. 
<laughs> but Mac McElrath, kind of the same situation, yeah. right? Yep. And I yeah. think there's a few. I think there's there, there's the kids that are exceptional from a young age, and you know it, and they're going to yeah. be good, and they can transfer. Yeah, they can transfer. And then there's those people that they have that work ethic, and they haven't been given everything, and they really appreciate that good bike, like what you're talking about, in training yeah. year-round. And they take advantage of those certain situations, and they're able to, to capitalize on it. So it's definitely interesting to see you know, who makes it to the top. And some of those kids that had everything, and they get to the top, and they don't have the desire because they've had it since they've been a little kid. Like Steve's right. saying, they had a 10-year deal, and they didn't have to work for anything. So it's interesting to see how these younger kids come in and, and who makes it and who doesn't, you know? Yeah, that's really the Ryan Dungey scenario. I don't think it was supposed to be like Michael Essie, and somehow it ended up being Ryan Dungey uh, winning all these yep. titles. So you, it's really hard to say where we're going to be in five or ten years. Uh, well, I, I mean, on a bigger question, you know, you see a Justin Barsha or a Stu or a Michael Essie, give them the deals because they are amazing and they're, they're elite. Lock them in. Yeah, Forkner lock, is a AC, good example. AC, Go ahead. whatever, yeah. lock yep. them in. But yeah. after that, like now we're locking in guys that can't get a top ten right now. We're locking them in. Snap it, sign okay. him. Right. I, I mean, I, it just doesn't make sound, any you sense. You sound upset. It's just, it's ridiculous. And we don't have enough time for me to go on about that, but it's ridiculous. I feel like you're go probably going to anyway. Shorty, listen, I don't, enough about that. The new Formula helmet. I got one. I tried it. I know we're at the fly thing. It's a huge commercial. I don't care. <laughs> this thing's really good. You tried it? You liked it? I haven't tried you it. You haven't tried it yet. <laughs> I saw no. a picture. He has the F2 on the other day. Come on, Shorty. What do we got to do? What's Max? Uh, once you leave here, then you're... <laughs> so there's not a fly guy at the works races? No. There's no Max at the works races. <laughs> there's, no, there's no fly guy? No gear guys. All right, well, screw it. Go buy the Formula helmet, though, everybody. It's really some, good. Some bandito has his in, in Peru right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Are you prepping your own goggles now? Yes. He is prepping his own guy. I appreciate John Knowles more than ever. So, And you <laughs> oh, have to so use happy. roll-offs and all this crazy. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's stuff. a whole different world where I'm at now. Uh, should we get some questions from the from the audience? Yeah. Hopefully more of Shorty than yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've right. already heard. You want to do it? I'll do it, yeah. Okay. Right. We've already heard your thoughts on many topics. Maybe we can quiz Shorty. Right, I will answer anybody. Please, please, please questions ask questions about amateur radio. anybody has yeah. any questions about Tim Ferry, I will I will answer. And we have questions for Texas's own now. Andrew Short. Andrew Short. Or any one of us. got questions? Put your All hand right. up. Like, All right, go. fine. Yeah. If you want to ask Matt this question, we'll let it go. Yeah. All right, yeah, we can want. do that. But I'm not, uh, here we go. Here, here we go. go. How's that? Is that good for your show? <laughs> yes, Don't make us look like idiots. Mathis. Where's the uh, fairy hat that you were wearing the other night? Yeah, I, I don't bust that out a lot because everyone will think it'll be Dean Wilson. You know, but I did wear a Thor racing fly, uh, or Thor racing Tim Ferry hat that they made for him. I don't know what you're talking right. about. Right. Um, <laughs> I... If they redid those, brought those back out. I mean, Timmy was a fly racing uh, helmet guy he forever. Was. So maybe we can bring him back. I don't know. I just I feel like it's been a long time now since he retired. Like, seriously, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. 2009. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that. It's Ten years. When did, you re when did you retire? What year? Who, me? No. Shorty. I don't know. A couple years ago. <laughs> who, who, the end who, of 17? The end of 17, I think. No. 16? The end of 16. No, man. End of 16? End of an era. God, it's been a while. Wow. Okay. Uh, we got other questions for, fine, if you want to talk to Matt, that's cool. Hopefully it's for Shorty. <laughs> Shorty, congratulations on Dakar. And uh, just curious, where did you practice and do most of your training uh, to prepare right before? Uh, yeah, for Dakar, mostly you go to, you try to go to desert. So Morocco has the best desert that's similar to South America. And uh, with South Morocco, America. Casablanca. <laughs> yeah, we just, we were posted up at Casablanca. You know, me, we're hanging out. Marrakesh. No, but uh, you can't ride in South America once they announce where the race goes, so that's off limits. And the best place in the United States is near uh, Mathis, 
in uh, Nevada, Pahrump and all that. But the dunes there are tiny, so you really need to go somewhere that has big, big sand dunes. Shorty, invi- Shorty invited me out. He texted me. He said, hey, man, we're going to be doing a bunch of rally practice out by your house. Come out, Pahrump. I'm like, hell no. Six gear, fifth gear, tapped in dunes? No thanks. I'm out. Well, it's great. Like, you read Shorty's post from when he was at Dakar, and it's like, oh, I crashed today doing about 75 miles an hour, flipped, uh, might have some broken fingers, but man, what a great day. Yeah. Fantastic day here uh, at no, Dakar. The, the, Looking the, forward the to exact tomorrow. exact line was, I crashed the hardest I've ever done and walked away from it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> never bummed. Right. Never, never bummed. Never. Ever. Never. Right. Any point in that event, did you say, "Why did I do this?" Did it ever cross your mind? Yeah, the first okay. day. Yeah. The first day. I'm like, right. I forgot how hard this is <laughs> and how gnarly. What, it is. Uh, what do you do when you gotta go to the bathroom? You either piss your pants. Some guys just wear go. condom catheters. Really? And they just go. Sometimes there's speed. It's a family zones. show. Whoa! It's a family show. Okay. You can hit a button on your bike and it holds it at the exact speed you want to go. So like first gears, 30 kilometers. Yeah. So I find the speed zone. Once you see a speed zone, you're really stoked. So you get it all set. You hold the throttle wide open and then you try to pee with the throttle wide open. Sometimes. <laughs> Or sometimes Holy you just pee. Your what? This is incredible. Okay, this is the other thing. Motorcycles <laughs> always wear new gear. You know, every time like Max brings what three sets of gear for the guys, and you always look good. In the desert, you can't. You only pack three bags for eleven days of riding. So I had five pairs of pants. So if it's the first day I wore those pants, I'm for sure not peeing my pants. But if it's like the third day, and you know that, yeah, uh, and I know, I'm like, well, maybe it's the day. Wow. I we need a hard-hitting expose the on car the is this. Is like, this is this incredible, is incredible yeah. breakthrough. A question? Yeah. Hold on. Hopefully not about that. No. Uh, this is a question for sure. Um, who's your title pick for this season? Ooh, yeah, good, good one. Question. Good one. Good question. It's I, tight. I don't know. I really like uh, Kenny just because he's my buddy, so I'm rooting for him. But I don't know. All four of those guys, I, I think it's, it's tough. So, I unfortunately, it's going to start... It's crunch time for those guys, so it's going to narrow it down pretty soon. Got Kenny Roxon. Yeah. I like oh, that. You got one? All right, this guy's got one. Uh, last year, going into this round, the championship, the leader had a 20-plus point gain, and now the top four within two. How does that make this championship different? I think it makes it like crazier and more at stakes than we had in recent years, for sure, because, I mean, really, like, think put yourself in the shoes of those guys that are within two points, like, do they want to win? Of course, they want to do the best they can. But they realize like one mistake, and they're out of it. So then maybe they're all like, "Hey, just take the third. It does change things a little bit, short. Yeah, I think that's why I said it. it's normally at this part of the season you want to be smart and wait till later on. But you can't do that with four guys that are yep. legitimate. So that's why I think the pressure's on. I think there's always a little bit of luck involved in it, but. I think so, at some point one of these guys are gonna they're gonna crumble, and um, whoever's mentally tough has some luck, and uh, just has pure outright speed because you're gonna have to have everything right now. You can't be missing anything, and I think with Cooper Webb he has a lot of momentum right now and the confidence, and it'll be interesting to see how that swings um, back and forth between the guys and and uh, who can perform. Like you at Seattle, <laughs> I think. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of situational Sorry. racing too, right? So these guys, a lot of these guys, every time the gate drops, they're like, I just want to go win tonight. Like That's the first thought through their head, and that's what they're programmed to do. But with four guys in the title hunt, you're going to be, okay, who am I battling with? You know, if, if Blake, maybe Blake's in the battle, you're not really worried about Blake, right? You're worried about the guys that are within one or two points of you. So as each race goes on, you know, we're round seven. 
fast forward to round 10 or 12, every single position is going to count. And these guys are going to start worrying about that more and more and more instead of, I just got to win tonight. It's going to be like, okay, who's around me? I got to make sure I'm ahead of that guy. I can't give up points to that guy. Okay, yeah, Barcha's going to win tonight. No big deal. Who cares? Right. He's not even in this thing. But the, so. but the flip side could be like, if you're Webb and you're fourth and Baggett's third and Kenny's second yeah. and Eli's first, you gotta make a you're move. like, I got to get by this guy yeah. like right now. Yeah. And then maybe you make a mistake, right? Well, you hope yeah. not. I hope right. it would be amazing if we could carry this on and you had coming down to the last couple of races, three or four guys in the yeah. hunt. We haven't had that since maybe 06 where there's 2007 outdoor title. Well, shorty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that yeah. was good. I don't know. Ferry won. <laughs> <laughs> I think Timmy won. Hey, Wes uh, Williams, motocross action here. Um, yeah. <laughs> stole your line, Steve. <laughs> what do you think the team dynamic is over at KTM now with with Cooper and uh, and Marvin there, three wins to zero. I think that's the dynamic right now. Like, I mean, I you know that's, Ian, ma that's making the cut. That's going to make the show right there. I think uh, Ian Harrison, that's what he wanted. Ian yeah. Harrison and Roger. I think they're. I mean, Eli or Webb himself said, "Hey, learning year. Marv's the number one guy. That's all out the window. We're seven yeah. rounds down. It, it, he's got three wins. Hey, I'm going for the title just like you." You've got to think so. I mean, they're going in. I don't think that KTM hired Cooper to be a number two guy at all. But you're, you're Marvin. You've watched Webb the last couple of years, and you're like, eh, it hasn't been that great, right? right. So you're not super concerned with him. That's all changed. That, yeah. that scenario is completely different. Now you're like, well, crap. Now I'm practicing and training with a guy that's also going for the title, and i got to worry about Eli, and i got to worry about Kenny. Right. So uh, I think it's... I think they're they're smart enough to keep everybody's you know um, emotions at, at bay and be smart about it. But as this series gets series gets down the road, you've got to wonder how that's going to play out because these guys get dressed right next to each other, right? Well, and but you say that, and you're you're right. But last year they couldn't keep their emotions in check with Jason Anderson and Marvin. Well, yeah, but and. So right. I'm with but you. I think but, Anderson yeah. Anderson is unique in the aspect that he just likes to take Marvin out. Okay. So <laughs> I haven't <laughs> I haven't right. seen I haven't seen Webb do that yet. Right. Um, but Anderson by nature is, is aggressive, and yeah. I don't think he's like eh, he's yeah. in the way. Sorry. Right. You know. So it's one of those things where one incident can completely change all of it. If one of these guys goes for an aggressive move or you know goes for a takeout, then everything goes out the window. But we haven't seen that yet. Everybody's been really patient. Nobody's really taken a shot at anybody, and that, and that includes Webb, too, who we've seen over the years have, has been willing to do that. We, we have not seen anybody really step out of line just yet. Does the smiley face assassin want to weigh in? I think it hurts uh, <laughs> Marvin more than anybody. Yeah. I think of anybody, he's going to question himself. And he knows uh, he has the same. Cooper has the same resources as him. Where Cooper has nothing to lose and everything to gain in this situation. So I feel like if anybody's fragile in this situation, it's Marvin, and he's the one who has to deal with it and think about it at night and reflect on it. So right. uh, I think from the team perspective, all those guys don't care. They're they're in a really good yeah, spot. I, th I think so. if you're Ian and Roger, you're yeah. like cool, best man win, right? I'm like, telling Marvin yeah. you called him fragile. That's all I took from that whole <laughs> yeah, spiel. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a rising tide raises all ships, that right? Means, that so. doesn't mean anything like that has nothing to do with anything you're just deflecting off of marvin's fragility now i see i see i would think if you're marvin you gotta be a, marvin's one of the nicest guys ever so he's probably as least mad as he could be considering how this has all happened but we know that marvin and webb were kind of equals and battled a lot in the 250s he got a huge head start when they moved to the 450 class and now all the advantages he had the team the trainer the sessions during the week I'm literally showing you what I do during the week. I'm letting you ride with me. He's given all that up, and his reward for that is 
another guy that he's got to yeah. battle for this title when it was like yeah, the thanks, way it went thanks, the, last two, yeah, yeah. the last two years I didn't have to worry about this guy right. now I got to worry about him right. because I am showing him everything I do right. there's got to be a little part in that's like that's what I get for being nice another guy yeah, that can maybe. beat me on the weekend not that he really had a choice though I don't, I don't know. Choice. Right. All right. But, yeah. To, created uh, another problem that he didn't yeah. need. Yep. To wrap this thing up here in Dallas, fly racing. I got one more question. Huh? This guy's been waiting patiently. You got one for Shorty. You better make it good. I, you don't even want to do it now. All right. Shorty or Kendall, as my wife says. Uh, do you Kendall. have any gnarly? <laughs> that's her perception of you. Apparently, I'm not. But do you have any gnarly stories uh, from your world travels, uh, security-wise? I'm envisioning like spies like us who say we're Americans, that kind of thing. You know? but, the last time I went to Abu Dhabi, I've been testing this airbag vest, and uh, you have to scan your bags as you're leaving the airport. Well, they looked at me like I was a terrorist because I have this vest oh, yeah. that's wired, and it has two canisters that are charged, <laughs> and it's wired everywhere. And it has sensors and a black box on the back with like an on-off switch, and they're like, what is this? <laughs> and being in the Middle East over there and all that with the airbag vest, I, so, how, I felt a little... But how did you get like you explain like you showed him you yeah no I told him like hey it's motorsport and all this right, stuff right. but I don't know sure yeah right all right before we go here let's pick the winners tonight two fifties and four fifties uh, I'll go first uh, Forkner and Tomac you've picked that like every time you yep. pick Tomac yep. every single show yep. so pick Tomac every week yep Weech uh, I'm gonna say it's finally going to happen I'm going Ken Rocks and it's finally going to happen all right it's bound to happen. Why not now? Two fifties. Uh, I'm a little worried when A-Mart? I see Forkner out there sometimes. A-Mart? No, I'm not. Not picking Amart. Okay. Uh, I'll go one of the Omaha guys. I'll go with Cooper. All right. Yep. Shorty. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to watch good racing. You're gonna pick Covington, Covington, and Dino. And Dino. Yeah. 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 A little early. A little right. early. Yeah. I'm going Fragile Marv. Wow. Four fifty and. Uh, wow. I have 